All right. Um, hi, Scott. Uh, how are you doing today? Thank you for joining us. I'm good. How are you? Good. Thank you. I know it's a little bit late on a, you know, a Friday. So yeah, I appreciate you uh, right. spending the time to talk to us about, or me rather, because it's just me about uh, <laughs> about cars and, and nonsense. Um, obviously the big news, I need to get your take on it. We need to talk about it. Yeah, it's the new four series and it's really, really, really big grill. So what do you think about this new four series design? Um, I mean, the front of it is, it's loud, I guess is a, is a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's a polite way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, once you get past that, it, it's kind of. It's kind of like tame. So you have uh, very big and imposing coming at you, you know, either in your rearview mirror or uh, going the other direction. And then from the side and the rear, it's kind of indistinct. You know, you, you don't really know what it is. It's it's kind of lacking right. flair, I think. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely like a lopsided design in terms of uh flare or excitement because all the excitement's right up in the front and then it tapers off and it actually is like a at least in my opinion i think it's a pretty like elegant looking car i actually really like the rest of it i think the proportions are really good um it has like a nice shoulder line like the uh, accentuates the rear wheels nice um or nicely rather it, it's a it's a good looking car i think and then all of a sudden up front wham it hits you with this big grill yeah um I mean the rear taillights. I don't. I don't really know what they're doing with the taillights, but I mean that's all right. Kind of looks like an eight series. Um, yeah, I think the over. I think the biggest biggest takeaway for me with this car is it's five inches longer than the current four series or the F thirty two. Right. I mean, what were the dimensions of the old six series? It's got to be <laughs> close, right? Uh, I don't know, actually. I, you know, I haven't actually looked at it compared to the six series, but that's a good. I think I'm going to do that. I'm going to like give it a little comparison. Right, because I mean, when you think about it, like at what point do we make this a six and make the right four look more like the three again? You know, right. I actually I, brought up that very question the other day um, on yeah. BMW blog. I was like, should BMW bring the six series back? Because if the four series is not supposed to be, uh, you know, six series size, we're, we're, like whereas the six right. series it should exist and the four series could very well plug that space but bmw is adamant that the, the, the sporty coupe version of the three series is the two series you know um see and that's that's interesting didn't i didn't know that well i mean they, they say that that's the sporty the sporty coupe right i mean but but at the same time, at least that's what I've heard. At the same time, though, the press release is also stating that the four series is, you know, sportier than the three series. So I, I don't, right. I'm kind of confused on as to. And you're talking what, what the current two going. series coupe, right? The one that's like dying in the next year or so. Right. Yeah, but it's going to yeah. be replaced with another rear wheel drive coupe. Um, right. So, which is so confusing that there's a rear wheel drive two series coupe and a four uh, four door front wheel drive two series nice. Grand Coupe. It's so confusing. It is. Um, it is. It's funny. The, the Germans are supposed to be the sensible ones, right? Where they're supposed to be the, like the, I, the sensible automakers not doing anything silly. And then their, their nomenclature and, you know. I was having, I was having the discussion every day. They, each German brand, the, the big ones, the big three, the BMW, Mercedes, Audi, mm -hmm. have 
filled a market segment that never existed previously 10 yeah. years ago. Each one of them, they have BMW's got a X one through seven, and now they mm -hmm. trademarked eight. So Lord knows what's that, what that's going to be. Well, that's going to be interesting. Just waiting for the X. I'm just waiting for the X 10 in 2028, you know? <laughs> it's like a stretch limo, the X 10. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, no, it is crazy. And what, what bothers me a little bit about it with, especially with BMW specifically, because there are the other two are pretty bad as well. I, I think actually Audi is the worst with the 45, 55. That doesn't make any sense. Is that US? Uh, is that yeah, US? I, think, I think they did start doing it in the US. Oh, jeez. Um, but it literally makes no logical sense. There's no meaning behind those numbers. It's It bothers me more than anything. But, um, but BMW... BMW created these segments like with the three, five yeah. and seven series, they kind of started that. And then every other automaker kind of just followed suit. Cause it was like the perfect sizing structure, you know, three is your sporty sedan, five is your midsize sedan, seven is your big luxury one. Like right. it was the perfect sizing structure and, and BMW created it and like carried it for decades. Everyone jumped on board and now they're blending it all together. And it's like a right. mess. I'm amazed that they, got, they took so long to get to the X seven. <laughs> Right. Yeah. No, it, it's, it's true. Um, you know, cause, and BMW was like really the last to the party with that. Cause you know, Mercedes had it. Um, the Q7 was, you know, it's seven seats, but it's kind of X5 size. It's a little bit bigger, but it's, it's bigger. Yeah. Yeah, it is, but it's not full on X7 size. I don't think. Uh, I'd have to look, I think it's pretty, I think it's closer than you think. It, is it? I, it's been, a, it's been yeah. years since I've been in a, a Q7, if I'm being honest. Yeah, it's um, it's been it's it's pretty close, I think. But to to get back to circle back to within it's within four inches. I just looked is, it up. Oh, really? Wow. Overall length. Yeah. Wow, that's surprising. I didn't realize they were that close. Okay, um, that's interesting. I know. But um, to circle back to like the four series, it's it's really confusing because when we saw spy photos of it. It was supposed to be, and like we were hearing rumors from sources at BMW that it was BMW was kind of trying to make it like not a baby eight series, but definitely more of a GT car and let the sporty car be the two series coupe. Sure. That's what we were hearing a while ago. Then uh -huh. it kind of changed the message change. And now the four series is much like according to BMW, much sportier than the three series. You know, they changed everything. So, you know, uh, camber to elasto kinematics to, you know, everything is, is changed. Um, bushings, dampers, everything's changed to be sportier. Um, I, so I, I kind of don't know what they're doing. Like, is the two series the sportier version than the three series, or is it the four series? And if the four series isn't, then is the four series really a six series? Six series, like, yeah, exactly. Uh, it's 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 a little confusing as to where they're going. Um, but also, Horatio has told me that their design is, at least according to BMW. They don't want people to buy four series because they want an eight series and can't afford it. They want it to be a very different car. Yep. So that makes uh, sense. Um, I don't know. <laughs> like, is it supposed to be a mini GT car? Is it supposed to be a sport, a sports car? I guess we'll find out when we drive it. But yeah, I. Oh, sorry. I sure. No, I, I. That makes sense uh, from a marketing and development perspective. You don't want to poach your own buyers. Right. But I, I just don't know where, why there's not six. I mean, you have every other number at this point. Yeah. And like I said, I, I posed that question the other day. Like the six series was a, 
I mean, I wasn't in BMW sales, but at least where I live, I mean, I still see a ton of them. The six series, I feel like it sold pretty yeah. well. People really liked it. It was like the perfect size. Six grand price. coupe. Yeah. Six like, grand coupe for sure. Uh, yeah. Now that's a great car. Yeah. Looked fantastic. Drove fantastic. Priced, yeah. you know, reasonably for, you know, a car with luxury. Where are they pricing this four as compared to a three? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It better be close to a the, old, the old Delta was like within 2,500 or something like that. Yeah. If the M440 is going to be like five grand more than an M340 to start, that's going to be a tough sell, I think. Yeah, I, I think so as well. Even um, the M340 is expensive. It is. I think the M340 gets away with it a little bit, though, because of just how fast it is. It's so fast. Yeah, it I mean, it's like... It, it would frighten the F80 M3. It really will frighten. No doubt. No doubt. And probably be faster to 60 because it's all-wheel drive. If you get the all-wheel drive version. I think it's I think it's probably about the same. Yeah, I mean it's if I was an M3 owner and I pulled up to an M340, I, I don't think I would I would pull a stoplight drag race because I wouldn't want to be like I wouldn't want to take a chance <laughs> of losing, you know. Yeah. Um it's really fast. So I think it kind of gets away with its its price. Um but at the same time, what's going to happen when the M3 comes out? And the same goes for the 4 Series. You know, what's going right. to happen when and the M4 I mean, comes where out? Are they gonna, where are they going to price those is the other question. Right. You know? I mean, yeah, the I old think... one, when it came out in 2015, I think they had that priced at like, it was 58000 to start. Was it There's really that low? Like, yeah. Okay. yeah. It, it was like fifty eight, and then you'd had to, I mean, you had to, you had to get some options, but right, right. It, was, it was pretty pretty cheap yeah and that, six, no i think it was 62 and then, even that's a good price though it was 62 for sure in even 15. that's good for an m3 you know like yeah it, it's not crazy much more loaded or than like a loaded 340i was at the time you know right. like 10 grand more but it's an m car you know it's totally different exactly. underneath and it's got a you know it's an m car so i think that's a good price all that kind of stuff right and it's a whole different engine it's, it's just it's right. so much better um so if they if they can keep the M3, I think in the 60s to start, like even if it's the yeah. high 60s, I think they'll they'll be all right. But yeah. I, I think Mercedes AMG, at least from what I've seen in sales, is running into a, that problem with the C class because the C63 AMG, you can option that thing to like 90 grand. You can option it more than that. I've seen some some That's of the cabs crazy. are 100 grand. That's crazy. Yeah, no I mean, you can get an AMG GT for that. Like, used one yeah what are they doing like that's crazy yeah. i mean a base 911 is what 95 grand uh about yeah right about. i mean who would buy a loaded c63 over a 911 i mean yeah it's got a v8 but like it's a 911 right. you know what i mean like so i, I think yeah. bmw will run into that problem if the m3 starts in the low 70s or the i m3. think you're right because you know with options you're going to get what eighty five thousand dollars for an m3 or m4 yeah. And now they ran into that with the M3CS, didn't they? Yeah. I mean, the M3CS was a, such a limited run thing that like, they yeah. can kind of get away with that one. Because yeah, they still sat around for a long time. They, There's still they a did, ton yeah. of M4CSs out there right now. Are there really? Like, like the, leases are, the leases are good on them right now. Yeah, Really? I might have to, <laughs> might have to uh, you know, skip out on organic food for my son and go grab one of those. Um <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I think, I think the four series is going to run into some issues if it's priced too high because yes. it's styling is definitely polarizing. I don't hate it to be, to be completely honest with you. I don't actually hate it. 
Um, I actually, to be honest, I like it more than I thought I would, but it's still, it's very shocking. You know, it's, it's very different from anything BMW has done before. Um, it's very, yeah. it, it's just, it, it takes, it's, it's definitely a, a big, it's like jumping in a pool, ice cold water. It's like a, holy yeah. crap. That's, that's colder than I thought. You know, it's, yeah. were they, were they designing it for the heritage side of things going back to like the thirties and forties style? You know, they the, like you know, the they, how they had the big ovals. Yeah, the vertical old Yeah, like the, the original like three two eight and the the cars that raced at Lamelia um, stuff like that. I mean the the time the time is different, right? I right. mean back then the cars were you know, it was it was a fairly aerodynamic driven era, even though right very like terrible coefficient of drag anyway. <laughs> yeah, but right, right, um, yeah. you know it worked back then. Yeah, and they were all functional. Right, it doesn't work now. That's that's the question. I mean, it, it, it. Let's put it this way: if you buy one, lease one, um, most likely, um, you everybody will know what it is, right? Because there's such like a. I want to say if it, it's a positive or a negative stigma, it's just a stigma, sort of indifferent. And I think we were touching on this before. Um, I think it is kind of a that's a BMW moment. You know, like somebody sees that. And they say, well, that's a BMW because it has this big grill. And is that something you want to be known for? Is more of the question. I don't know. And I'm going to, I might annoy some, (laughs) some, uh, I don't know if it's enthusiasts or BMW people, but there are rumors that the Germans are making big grills, uh, you know, to, to keep up with the Chinese market. Because mm-hmm. the Chinese market loves big grills. I mean, you look at the, their own cars, like the Chinese, you know, the new Chinese electric cars that come out. They all have big, flashy grills, big, blingy grills. Um, they seem to like that in the Chinese market. And the Chinese market is also relatively new. It's only 20 to 30 years old. Brand recognition, brand heritage is nowhere near the same as it is there as it is here. Um, so, you know, German brands are really trying to push their brand image on Chinese customers. Right. So that's what we've I've heard, you know, that um, all the Germans, I'm not just singling out BMW, but all the actually all the premium brands are trying to do. And uh, it seems that maybe they're, they're getting into a bit of a, a grill measuring match. Let's uh, let's say it that way. Um, sure. <laughs> and they're just keeping keep one upping each other. And I think you might be right. It might be brand recognition. Like, let's make everyone know that these two giant uh, kidney grills are, you know, sporty BMWs. Maybe. I, you know, I really don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's all going to come down to sales, right? So, right. Figure 2012, this is the best example I can think of. 2012, the Honda Civic was coming out of its last year of production or something like that. Then they had that new redesign. 2013, they completely redesigned it because it wasn't selling and everybody said it was ugly. Right. So, right. If, that happens to BMW. This is what a 2021 model year car. Uh, I believe so. when it goes on sale, yeah, I believe so. So, I mean, are we going to see something happen in 2023? <laughs> well, I, mean, I don't think BMW has the resources Honda does to redo an entire front end of a car in a in a model year. Yeah, you I know, mean they I might, but I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, um, not with the new COVID going on. Yeah, especially right. Some development, so, but. 
I don't know. Yeah, I mean, customer reception is definitely going to be interesting to see if if customers love it. And the odd thing is, like, we've done polls. People like it on Instagram and stuff like that. People seem to like it. Maybe it was was closer than I thought. It was almost 50-50. Yeah, then that is unusually close, uh, to be honest. I've ever seen. I actually posted it on my Twitter. I took a screenshot of it. Oh, really? I said, this is the uh, closest BMW blog poll I've seen in a long time. However, uh, the majority are wrong. But, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, it, was, it was just funny. It, Let's put it this way: I the interior's good, um, if not a little cookie cutter from BMW in general. I mean, yeah, it's I, a three series I, interior. It has like different door door panels, but it's a three series interior. I mean, that's the thing. All the BMW interiors are the same now, right? They're all like I was. I was lucky enough to drive uh, an M8 Grand Coupe too long ago, um, and I sat in it. And other than the fact that there's like leather on the doors and the crystal uh, gear selector mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff, it didn't have that because it's the M. But like the nicer crystal uh, iDrive controller and all that, all the same as my M235. <laughs> <laughs> Like the dials are the same, right? The back is still backwards. The um, why they can't just program that to be the opposite is beyond <laughs> me. Uh, yeah, that's a design the choice. The screen know. is the same. The air vent slats are the same. Right. The steering is the same. Yeah, like, that one. That one isn't a little annoying. The steering wheel because like you yeah. touch it, you know, yeah. you're holding on to it. Right. And I remember back in the days of like even the E90s. You'd get yep. the M Sport package. You'd have an M Sport steering wheel. You'd get the Sport package. You'd have a Sport steering wheel. You get an M3. The E92 M3 had the stitching on the wheel. It had different uh, different leather on the wheel. Right. You don't get that anymore. No. That's yeah. It, it is a little frustrating. I, I hear what you're saying, and it's funny. I have a M8 Grand Coupe on test at as we speak. It's in my driveway. Um, is it the gray one? Yeah. Is it the same one you that's had? That's one I had. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't um, have it. I was actually helping another guy uh, in his video review. Okay. Okay. So there you go, yeah. listeners. It's a little uh, behind the scenes on how the sausage is made. We all use the same car. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah, I see what you're saying. I will I will give the 8 Series this. I think its design is really bland for a car as expensive as it is, especially if I make Grand Coupe. It's, you know, the heavy price of my house. Car was. Yeah. yeah, it's ridiculous. But it's... Um, the quality is incredible. Like the build quality is sensational, but it's just the design is very cookie cutter. And I I read, I heard this once from Johnny Lieberman of all people from motor trend. And he said this once and it's always stuck with me. And it's something BMW has been doing for a while. And it's that BMW, every brand has cookie cutter aspects of their interior, right? Like Mm -hmm. look at Mercedes, you look at Audi, they're all doing the same thing. But the thing is with Mercedes and Audi, they're the, the, Interior design starts at the top. For instance, with the Mercedes, their interior design language starts with the S-Class. And then it trickles down from there. So like you're getting S-Class quality and style in much cheaper cars. Like you look at the A-Class interior and it's fabulous, right? It looks incredible because it has a design language from a $100,000 car. So even though the material quality isn't up to par with, you know, the S-Class or something like that, the design is, the design is great but with bmw it seems that it starts with the three series it is or it's you know bmw's most important car 
but it seems that it starts with the three series and then it, it moves up from there. Like if you look at the seven, the eight series looks, you know, really similar to a three series on the inside. And you know, that's kind of disappointing, you know, yes. especially when the eight series is $180,000 or hundred and seven. Yeah. I, I actually don't have the Monroney for my, my actual test car, but it's, it's up there, you know, it, it, yeah. it, it's kind Great. of, it, it's a shocking number. Um, so trying to get back to the four series, I, I know I keep getting us off the rails here, but um, yeah, like the, the cookie cutter design is fine. Like it's a fine interior on in the four series. It's a three series interior, which is it, it, the quality is great. Like you even said it, your M235i Grand Coupe, the build quality is like fantastic, right? So like quality wise, I don't think any customer is going to have a problem paying for that but design wise if you're going to make it a sportier version of the three series why don't you make the interior a little sportier looking like that's exactly. just kind of how i've always felt about that and i've mentioned that in you know i'm not right. saying anything i mean are the seats different the that? seats different though? are they the same seats uh i don't know um i honestly don't know the th- i know the three uh, the m340i has been getting a bit of flack for its seats being too hard so it wouldn't yeah. surprise me if bmw just kind of changed the seats up a little bit um but I honestly don't remember. I know that the M3 is going to get like all new seats because I saw I, some spy photos of the interior and the seats actually look really good. They looked really cool. We'll have to talk about the face on that. Uh, we can, yeah, we can talk about the the the, the leak. Um, yeah, it, it's it's definitely. So we'll, we'll get into that. <laughs> you know what? Let's just jump right into that because the M4 leaked. I'm sure anyone listening. Um, has seen already if they're you know listening to our our podcast they've probably read our our site so they've probably seen that but um the m4 leaked and the grill looks uh different <laughs> what do you what do you think about it I retweeted the picture this morning on Twitter and i said that um bugs bunny was meant to stay as a cartoon character <laughs> So, if you look at it, so the problem that everybody has with the four series is how big the grill is. It's one grill. This is two. Yeah, they they definitely separated, separated and which is they reseparated it. You know what I mean? Like BMW's grills have always been separated. It's only now that they've been they've been joined, and now they reseparated. What was the first joined kidney grill that BMW did? Oh, was it the? What was it? Was it the G35 series? Is that? I don't know. I'm trying to seven think. Seven series, maybe. I don't know. Might be the seven. Might be the seven. I don't. I don't really remember. It's. I feel like it's been it so seven. long. Maybe it was remember. the. Maybe it was the previous Gen X5. I can't remember. Mm, but, maybe. Um, and my wife has one. I. I don't actually know what the front <laughs> looks like. <laughs> Top of my head. Anyway, um, but I think. Is this may sound strange, but I think the grills work better together. I agree. I agree because they're so big, and especially on the M4, it's exacerbated by the fact that there's really not a lot of trim, like grill around. So it looks like someone just stamped two holes in the front end and called it a day. Right. Um, and I, I criticize because we've seen these leaks before. Like we've seen the leaked M4 before, and I criticized it for the same thing. Then, it, without the grill tr- trim, without the surround around the the grill, it just looks like two holes. Sure. 
like you ever seen like sheet metal, like stamped holes in sheet metal? You know, that's what it kind of reminds me of. Like and, uh, you know, it's kind of, it's, it's a little weird. I mean, I always say I like to withhold final judgment, like reserve final judgment until I see totally. it in the flesh. Totally. So I'm not going to say like, it's absolutely, you know, it's going to be ugly. It's not going to look good. It's just definitely shocking. You know, it's so much different than we're used to. And that's the same thing with me in the, the regular four series, you know, the right. M440. Uh, and the 430i it's i gotta see it in person and pictures do not do it justice i'm sure yeah i'm I'm sure of that as well uh, it's probably gonna look better uh in the flat i mean because everybody everybody gives lexus flack for the size of their you know predator and, their and, and mostly deservedly so <laughs> right uh, there's there's very few applications of that grill that work on their cars i think the gs had a very good uh application of it gsf especially um, yeah that was a pretty good looking car yeah rest in peace unfortunately yeah i never got to drive um, one i heard it was good though oh, we had like three of them they were the best yeah so that, that car was, was awesome yeah. they get a 2016 or, or 2017 or later though they revised the suspension um oh, okay the lc it works on it works on the um, SUVs, a couple of the SUVs, because they're larger. Yeah, like the oh. big Land Cruiser one was at the the uh, LX. LX. Yeah. Yep. You know, uh, for, for yeah. sure, and and you know, Audi is BMW is not the only one with the big grills. I was actually just did a comparison the other day. Like, why does why does uh, the four series get so much flack when the Audi A5 has such a big grill as well? They're the same segment or the same the price. A8 too. Yeah. The AA, yeah, but they all do. And I think, and I, we were, I kind of broke it down. And I think one of the big reasons why Audi's works better than BMW's is it seems a little more cohesive. Like the lines and everything match up. And, um, you know, it seems to like, it looks like the front end was designed to have a big grill like that. Whereas with the four series, it seems kind of forced. Like it seems a bit tacked on. Yes. And I think that might be the problem, you know? Like, in and of right, itself, you look, right. I don't think it's that bad, but it just doesn't seem cohesive. Right, because if you look at the front of the car, nothing else suggests that it would have a grill like that. Right, and that was kind of my point. Like, like if you look at the Audis, like it, it, every at every point where the grill, like you know, where the lines move, and you know, every at every corner, every point, there's another corresponding body line in the front Correct. that like leads to that. Like you can see, it's almost like you can draw straight lines through it. Like from the mm -hmm. body line straight through the grill, and you can't do that with the four series, so it looks a little bizarre. You know, right. it kind of looks like an afterthought. And then also, it it's because it's so tall, it gives the front end a very truckish, like it makes yes. the front end seem very tall and flat. So it kind of seems truckish. Whereas mm -hmm. like on an Audi or you know like the Lexus LC, like the nose dives far down, yes. so it kind of gives it like this low sports car look. And I think that was, that's one of the problems of the four series design. The other problem is where the round L is located. So if you actually look at it, it's lower than the actual starting points of the grill. Um, it's like, <laughs> in, in the hood. It's you know, I never weird. pay attention to that. I got to look at that now. Yeah, Take a look at that. It's, it's like quite literally, um, there's like a canal between the two grills. Oh, yeah, yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, that's yeah. funny. That, that throws it it's off like, for me. It's like nestled in the, the little 
void of Correct. of where they, they they split. That's funny. Um, yeah. I once that, you see that, you can't unsee it. Unfortunately, yeah, and that's that's bizarre. I don't think I've ever seen that on a BMW, or at least not that I've ever paid attention to. It's that um, that's that noticeable. Yeah, that's that's, that's like. interesting. I think another and in, and in, in right in that area, another issue of it is the hood shut line. So, like the hood shut line is much higher than the roundel. Mm-hmm. And because of that, you can see it. Like it's a very visible hood shut line. And so that doesn't look very premium right there because it's not like integrated into the design. And also, right. because the hood shut line is there, it again makes the front end look very tall. So it, it gives it this like butch appearance rather than a sleek one. And it kind of right. just freaks me out a little bit. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I just don't. I just. I, like, I don't hate it. You know what I mean? I'm looking at it like, I don't think it looks terrible. It's just, it's kind of confusing and bizarre. And maybe it's just so new and so different. I just, I, I haven't gotten a chance to uh, really get Waiting. I'm it. waiting for all the people to say, oh, I'm used to it by now. It's right. <laughs> then they start buying it. So. Right. And by the BMW's way. I'm waiting for that too. Right. And by the way, and for anyone listening, thinking we're just bashing BMW, like, I mean, I love BMW, the brand, obviously. And Scott has owned, how many BMWs have you owned? And you have two at the moment, you know? Yeah. Uh, how many have I owned? Elf? Yeah, right. So that's uh, a lot. Uh, <laughs> like five, four, four, five. Right. right. So that's a, five. five. That, that's a lot. And currently you own one of the most criticized BMWs, the M235i Grand Coupe. Absolutely. So like, we're not trying to bash BMW as a brand here. It's just this, this is set, uh, definitely a curious curious design direction for the brand that i think everyone's trying to wrap their heads around absolutely and it was funny um speaking of just quickly on that two series my wife and i we went to the grocery store the other night and we both commented looks great in the front looks great from the rear and you walk around the side and you're like it's like bite the back of your hand ugly <laughs> <laughs> and and yeah i have one and yeah. it's ugly. Side. Yeah, that's so, coming from the guy that literally that. put you know pays money to drive it every day. You yep. know what I mean? Yep. So, so we're not trying to ba- we're not BMW bashers. We're not you know right. trying to be unfair here. It's just you know it's it's a weird design. And uh, you know you know who had a good point about it actually though, and I and I think I don't want to say BMW was backed into a corner on it on this grill like and had to do it because you don't have to do anything, but. Uh, I was, I don't know if you follow Chris Harris on Instagram, um, but he does like his little, he just like, uh, he's been during COVID, he's been answering like a ton of questions, um, mm-hmm. like, you know, just on Facebook or uh, Instagram live videos. And one of them was obviously about the four series because he's a big BMW guy. And uh, he said that he actually doesn't dislike it as much as he thought he would. And then he made a good point that it's better that BMW went vertical with it than horiz- more horizontal than they already have, because that would have just looked bizarre and eaten into the headlights. Right. Um, so he, he says that it's better that BMW went vertical, and it does kind of harken back to, you know, like you said before, like, you know, BM- pre-war BMWs with right. the tall vertical grills. Um, so if BMW was really trying, if like, if they need to go big to compete with Audi and Mercedes, because Mercedes has big grills too, they're just a little more you know, elegantly installed. Um, if they have to compete with big grills in China or something like that, or that's just kind of the way the design is going, it, it is better that they went vertical than horizontal. I agree with that. You know, cause if they just kept going, they'd, the headlights, they wouldn't be able to do like, you know, the signature 
twin kind of circle right. would just turn into like twin hexagon. You know, right. they wouldn't be well, able to do that well with the headlight if they went wider. That's my issue with the um, X7 grill right now. I think the X7 grill height wise is fine. They should have made it just maybe an inch and a half wider um, on each side. I think it looks a little, a little um, chipmunky that way. Chipmunky. Yeah, but again, I love the X7. Uh, my wife will probably have one next. Hopefully, the oh, Alpine. Man. Uh, oh man! But gotta wait for those to depreciate after a year. <laughs> <laughs> they for will. Sure. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, but I agree. The X7 is a, a fantastic car. It's one that I I like more than almost any other you know car enthusiast. I really am a big fan of it. It's Absolutely. wonderful to drive. I think it's awful to look at, but it's wonderful to drive. So I completely forget. See, it. I actually think it's pretty good looking. Oh, really? I, yeah, I do. I, I like I like how it looks. Just wish the grills were a little wider. It's I mean, literally that, my only complaint. I mean, see, there you go. I mean, if anyone thinks we're talking about BMW bashing, everyone bashes the X7 and you like it. So see, we're <laughs> not true. BMW bashers here. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, yeah, the X7 is great, and I think I think the X7 gets away with the big grill too because it's it's cartoonishly large. Like it's a huge car. Yeah, the car. You know, huge, it's yeah. it's the size of a three building, three inches or something like that. Yeah, yeah it's not. Yeah, I think my first condo was smaller than that. So, <laughs> um, you know, it gets away with it. But on the four series, it's just like it's so disproportionate to the rest of the car, which is a shame to me because I think the rest of it looks great i really do I, and i know some people don't and i'm uh, there are gonna be people who disagree with me but i think it's a really pretty coupe and i think i think it's just the proportions of it like if you look at it from the side are spot on um i think it's a really good looking car it's just disproportionate you know the grill is sure is odd sure. and the rest of it's not it's it just seems weird to me um and then like to touch back on the m4 the uh you know the the lack of grills around the the separation it kind of looks more bizarre doesn't it does I, i'm nervous for that car i really am yeah and I, it i'm i'm concerned for like where they're going with that yeah and and that well, actually we saw the new be, 5 series facelift looks really good yeah i think it looks great and i talked about this the other day the g35 series maybe it's cuz the bmw's grills are growing so big but that thing just in even the pre facelift it looks so good still. Like, I think it's such a handsome I mean, car. It's the best looking BMW, right? I, you know, I, I wouldn't disagree with that. I think it's a great looking, it's a great looking car right now. It really, yeah, it, it, it really is. is. And the facelift makes it look fantastic. It look it looks so proportioned. It looks, it, it's, it's, you know, subtle and sophisticated. I think it's a really good looking car. And, um, um, you won't get any, you won't get any doubt from me. Yeah. Or disagreement rather. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of people feel that way. And which is what makes the the giant grill so kind of bizarre, you know. Putting, yeah. But another thing with the M4 is, I think the car is going to be fantastic, like to drive. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Because at what point you overlook that, right? Right, and that's that's where that's where I'm going. It, but that is like, um, you know, you're right. What point does the the driving dynamics? What point do the driving dynamics, you know, overshadow styling? Because right. You can overshadow a little bit of styling. Like you can get a car that maybe doesn't look great, but you know, it drives so well that you overlook like for instance, uh, for example, um the first gen Porsche Cayman. Never really liked the way it looked. I would buy one tomorrow if I could if I could, because it, it's an incredible driving car. I don't care how it looks. I don't really like it, but I don't care. Like it's so good. 
So is this as controversial as the uh, fried egg headlights on the nine nine six? I wonder if we've reached yeah. that level yet. I don't. I don't know. I mean, Porsche fans are probably the craziest of, of all fans. So you know, like you know, they were going to burn down the factory when they went to li- uh, liquid cooling, water cooling. But um, you know, it, it's just like where does where does it where do the driving dynamics? At what point do they overshadow it? Because I mean, have you driven the X3M? Um, my wife did on a test drive when she was buying her X5M. Uh, did she like I did it? Not. Because the engine she is did. outstanding. She did. the the only The only reason we didn't get that was because we have two large dogs, and uh, there wasn't enough. Right. So size. Yeah. But I mean, if you drive it, I'm sure you will at some point because the you know the, they're giving them out like crazy now to, to everyone to test drive. Um, but it's it the engine is outstanding. The S58 is a brilliant engine. It's so powerful. It sounds great. It's great to use. It's a wonderful engine. It sounds way better than the old uh, F80 yes. motor. Yes, yes, it does. And, you know, they're gonna, so that's going to be the engine in the M4. And, right. you know, it's going to be that. And you're going to be able to get it with a manual. And it's going to be available with all-wheel drive. It's going to be a great car. And if it's built on mm-hmm. the, like, the new 3 Series drives really well. So if the M cars are just that, but you know, much better, I think it's going to be a great, great car to drive. You're going to be able to get that straight six with a manual and rear wheel drive. It's going to be badass. But at one point, do people go, eh, I can't I that right? girl, well, you yeah. know? Yeah. I hear you. So it's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm very, very curious. Like you said, I'm nervous, and I'm, but I'm very curious as well. I'm interested because, you know, every car manufacturer like BMW, for example, they're bringing this to market. They're already working on the L5 version. Oh, of course. Right. So what's what point do they say, all right, this really isn't working. Let's scrap that and emergency push the LCI rather than three years into the cycle, do it right. You know, right. Year and a half in. You know, so yeah. it, that's, that's interesting. Right. We, we shall see. We'll see what the sales say. Right. And I think BMW is in a weird spot with that because typically they do, like you said, three years is BMWs. I mean, they have a strict three-year refresh cycle, but it also might take a couple of years for fans to like kind of warm to that design. So do you pull the plug early or do you give it the time, uh, you know, it might need? It's like uh, it's like a GM in football. They say it takes three years before you can figure out if they're any good or not. You know, like, do you give mm-hmm. it that gestation period? I don't know. Right. Um, that's a, That's a tricky one. I think they're going to have to, knowing BMW, they're not going to touch it. They're just going to, you know, see. and then stick if, with the plan. What's up? Stick with the plan. Right. Yeah. They're going to stick with it. And then if the backlash is that bad, when it comes to LCI time, maybe they'll change some stuff. I don't know. But like you said, they're already working on it. So like how far do they change the LCI? Uh, yeah. You know, it, it's a big question mark. It is. It's really interesting. But uh, let's, uh, Let's stop bashing the Force Series so much. I don't um, think we really bashed it. No, we bad. didn't. We didn't. I think it's fair criticism because it's the same thing that everyone's saying. You know, it's shocking. Literally, the whole market. Um, yeah. And again, you know, we we we've both admitted to liking oddball looking BMWs. So it's not like we dislike yeah. every BMW. It's just uh, that's a weird design, man. <laughs> it is. Um, and I, I will say again, I want to reiterate, I don't hate it. You know, I just, I actually like it more than I thought I would, but, uh, I just, I'm curious about it. It's so weird. It's so different and new. 
and it looks terrible with American front license plates. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Yeah, it just looks like first press photos I've ever seen that have a license plate on the Right, maybe they're just trying to hide the grill. <laughs> it could be. Yeah, I don't Never know. Never good. Never a good sign. No, it's not. And I live in New Jersey, so I, you know, you need to have front plates here. Um Same with us. Oh yeah, you're in New York, yeah. Yeah. All right, let's 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 get away from the four series. People are probably sick of hearing that. I want to bother you because, and this is totally selfish on me. I want to bother you because you're the only person I know who owns a McLaren. So you had an Audi R8. We talked about it last time, and you recently got rid of that. And so tell us why you got rid of it and what you replaced it with. Um, the why was so I always looking right i mean we're car people we're always looking <laughs> right oh i just happen to have a friend that works for um mclaren north america uh ah. and she hooked me up with her dealer uh, that she oversees she oversees a large um number of dealers throughout north america and uh one thing led to another the numbers worked out and uh the 570S Spider was delivered to my house about almost to the day a month ago. Oh man, that's awesome! Yeah, yeah. it's been it's been fun. It really has. It's it's totally imagine. it's totally different. Um, you know, the Audi with the naturally aspirated 10 and craziness and loud high revving, and then this revs. 3,000 RPM or 300 RPM less. And uh, it's also very loud and very, um, <laughs> um, it's substantially faster. Oh yeah, for sure. It's, it's, and you don't expect a car these days, a modern car to have turbo lag, but it does. Yeah. I've heard that about modern McLarens. Yeah. It's, it's just totally different. You know, you, you drive a car with it's electric, Electrohydraulic steering. So it is hydraulic steering. Right. Electric assist. It's run off an electric uh, system rather than like a hydraulic pump and things like that. It's right. just it's just operated differently. Yeah. The, the steering feels incredible. Um, you know, the lack of the extra drive wheels like I had in the Audi. It, it's just a totally different experience. Plus, this one's a spider, so the comes off. Oh yeah, I've always forgot. Yeah, that's right. That's oh my god, that yeah. must be fantastic. It, it is, and and anybody who says McLarens don't sound good need to have their ears checked because this thing sounds really good. <laughs> it's coming from a guy who has a V10, right? Or had a V10. Right. My father still got one. So oh yeah, because he does the Huracan, right? Yes, he does. Oh my god, that those must be fun Sunday drives. That that Huracan, I will say, is faster than the. Well, it has more power, right? In the five it does, yeah. yeah. Not much. Then it's all-wheel drive, so... Better yeah, it is. And whatnot. Yeah. Um, no, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's fun, you know, and, and I do... You're saying pre-show here. I do feel... We went on a little trip uh, a couple weeks ago. A guy just picked up his 911 Speedster. And uh, we, went, we went driving with him. It was him, uh, a couple GT3s, GT, a new 718 GT4. Um, Oof, that's nice. I was a 488 Spider, and I really feel like McLaren is 
different. You know, it's substantially lighter than right. grade eight, and, and especially in spider form because the only gains 101 pounds in spider yeah. form, so it's still 3,300 pounds. Right. Oh my God, um, 3,300 pounds and 570 yeah. odd horsepower. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. What it's rated 562, but you look at dinos, they're getting like 590 at the cranks or right. uh, 600 cranks. So. Damn, that's got to be it's crazy. Blast. crazy. Yeah, and that has to feel different than like a Ferrari or something too, because it's not just that it's lighter; it's that it's carbon, you know. So it's a solid single tub. It is, it is possibly it's an extremely stiff chassis, and it's some of the most compliant suspension I've ever driven. It, it is unbelievable. Five seventy doesn't get the um, prick the, hydraulic sway yeah, bar. The, the cross seven twenty has, yeah. yeah. Um, it's just traditional dampers and yeah, it's still uh, steel springs like, right? and yeah, yeah, that whole thing. Yeah. So, but it is so comfortable because the chassis is so good. Right. Because they can actually, they can, exactly. they can soften the damping a little bit because yeah. the chassis is so stiff. It doesn't need rock hard suspension. To it, rides, it rides better than the two series. Really? I, I thought does. the two series actually had a pretty good ride last time I drove. I thought it, it was pretty decent. I have, I have the smaller wheels on it too. I don't have the I don't have the nineteen. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, I wanted to make. I didn't. I don't need potholes, man. <laughs> I don't need that. Yeah. No. I feel you. Yeah. It rides. It rides better than that. It's got nineteens on the front, twenties in the rear. Oh, staggering! Um, the tires are tiny. It's two thirty fives up front and two eighty fives really? in the rear. That's, that's yeah. a, this is a narrow tire for some lighter, the lighter the car, the less contact. That's patching. true. That's true. Less grip you need. Yeah, yep. yeah. That's. I mean, I mean, Porsches have those wide rear tires because uh, that's where the engine is. Yeah, it's rear engine. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, I just I'm so selfishly want to talk to you about it because. Um, like I've driven Ferraris. I've driven, I've actually the only brand I think I've never driven. is like Lamborghini, but, um, I've mm-hmm. driven like supercars before. And I, the only McLaren I drove was a 12 C and that was ages and ages ago. And I only drove on uh track for like two laps. So I really don't, didn't get a chance to really get to know it. But, um, like there's something like when people show up with Ferraris, I think they're cool. I love Ferrari, the brand. I think it's really cool. And, or, you know, show up with Lamborghini, it's awesome and whatnot. But if there's something about McLaren, that I've always just had this, like, passion for i think they're just so intelligently designed and i th- i just i love mclaren so the fact that you own one i think is awesome and you're the only person i know of has ever actually owned one so i just i it's, it's I interesting just awesome now, to, to hear about it well i decided to lease it because one i don't want the problems that mclarens are no <laughs> yeah smart yeah. Two, um you know i don't want to own it outside of warranty for those problems and the the in combination with that, the depreciation on McLarens is. I've heard that. Um, but it's, it seemed like just the right time and, and the way it worked out, it kind of was all like the right circumstances. So it kind of was just like a, if you don't do it, you're stupid kind of thing. <laughs> so it just, it just worked out like that. And, and sometimes you just got to do some crazy stuff to do. Like you have to go buy a McLaren because what the hell you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, why it's, not it, right? it during COVID. So. Yeah, we'll forget that one. Right. It was funny. Yeah. I mean, my my wife. I mean, she drives an X the X five M, and that car. I love that car. Literally everything about it. It's it's just completely stupid. That is, yeah, in the best ways though. In the best. She way. was very nervous about this because she loved the Audi, right? Like she 
he drove the Audi a lot. We both we both drove it a lot. Right. She drove this the first time that she got the turbo spooled up and really put her foot into it that the first time. And she was taken aback. <laughs> <laughs> so you go from a car manufacturer that makes a supercar to a supercar manufacturer. Right. right. That's there's a big difference. Right. It's a totally different thing. It's a totally different thing. Right. Yeah, and, and McLaren is they have this knack for doing things. I don't want to say I don't know if it's better than everyone else is the right way to put it, but it's just like there's some kind of like finesse and there's a um like a McLaren with five hundred and sixty two horsepower, you know, as claimed, feels faster than a Ferrari with similar power. It feels faster than other things. And uh, maybe it's a turbo boost. Yeah, I guess it's the weight. Uh, you know, it just there's a dynamic to it that, you know, mm-hmm. Even like I said, I drove one briefly, a back to back with like a Ferrari and a, a Mercedes SLS AMG, a Ferrari four five eight, and that. And um, you know, the, the McLaren felt like the better car. You know, it just felt like, like most people would pick the four five eight out of. I probably would as well, just because of the noise and the excitement and the drama I of probably, it. I probably would too, but over twelve C. But when it came down to the 12C, it felt like, because I was on track, it felt like if I wanted to go around this track as fast as I could, I'm taking Absolutely. the McLaren. Like, Absolutely. It just, there was something about, the 458 is a weird exception. Like I have, my heart goes out to that car. I absolutely adore that thing. Yeah, um, so do I. And I think everyone else does because it's gorgeous and it makes the most amazing yeah. noise and it's just amazing. But Very clearly likes it too because they're on the fourth iteration of it, right? Yeah, <laughs> that is true. That is true. Yeah. I mean, and they've ever done that. Yeah, and each iteration afterwards has been uglier and, in my opinion, worse. But, um, like any modern Ferrari, I would take the McLaren equivalent over it. Like I, and I think honestly, I've never driven any of the modern ones, but just on spec wise and you know on paper, I think you bought the best one because you know, the, the, like, what are you going to do with the 720s? Like, I had sixty in one second, or you know, it, it's so I, fast. Like, <laughs> what are you going to do with that? Like it's, the five. It's, it's funny you say that. It's funny you say that. Uh, I was talking to my wife, and we were, I literally said that almost exact same thing to her. I said, where do we go from here? Fleets <laughs> is up. And I said, that's going to be the last year of the 720, so maybe they'll really want to get rid of the spiders again, like they did with right. this thing. Um, I said, but do we really need something that's completely crazy? Yeah, I mean, you could go for a SpaceX rocket, but that might be. Yeah, exactly. That might but, be it. I don't you but know. I, the 720 is magic. Yeah, I hear it's incredible, but it's so it's much more expensive than the 570, right? Like it, it is. Uh, it's about 150,000. Okay. All right. So it's a M8 grand coupe more. That is. It is. You know, uh, like SRP was on my car, the 720S Spider that I looked at, uh, at the same at McLaren Houston that I got my car from. Um, they, the, the MSRP was about 150 grand, more. 140. And yeah. so you saved like 140 grand versus a 720. And realistically in the real world where you can actually drive your car, the functional right. difference is zero, right? Like, Correct. like you, the, the, the functional difference between how fast, what three, what is it? 573.2 seconds to 60 or something. Uh, crazy two fast. Nine, two it, nine, it, two it does break, it does break the two second. Yeah. Barrier, holy shit! 
<laughs> see, like when when would you need two tenths of a second faster than? That? You know, uh, I don't think you would. I think that the reason you get the seven twenty is the suspension, right? The hydraulic cross length. Uh, you know, it's not the zero to sixty that matters as much. It's the sixty to one hundred and twenty. It's the big difference, right? Uh, again, if you're not tracking it, you know, right. where are you going to use that without losing your license? Right. I'm not one of the. I hate the people that are like, "Well, it's got 500 horsepower, or you can't use any of it because your speed exactly. limit 60." But still, exactly. like when it, when you're talking tenths, uh, you know, when you're talking a second, is more enjoyable on a back road? Probably not. Right, because no. another thing is Over size, no. visibility. Mm-hmm. Those things matter, I think, in my opinion, more than speed. You know, I, I want to. I'd rather have a car that's smaller. I can see out of better. Um, you know, and even maybe it's more fun because it's it is less powerful. It's less you know intimidating. Yeah. You know, you bring uh, push it. Your R eight press car that we were going to do our story about. And we'll- right, right. Um, but yeah, all right. Just I'm just so jealous of you know the ability. You can just be like, I'm going to drive my McLaren today. I like. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's it's purely a weekend day off and weekend. Yeah, I mean, do you, now do you intentionally do that? Do you say like I'm going to keep it for a weekend thing to keep it special? Like I don't want to drive it on Wednesday because uh, yeah, uh, kind that, of that kind of ruins it. You know, yeah. do it that way. And um, in in my day job, uh, I don't really want people knowing <laughs> that I have as much right. All right. So is good. Drive their 911, but they drive their Ferraris on the weekend kind of thing. Right. As if the 911 kind of, doesn't show off how much money they have. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> As so if they're a turbo SE hybrid that they right. drive instead, right. of their, instead of their GT3 RS on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's kind yeah. of the same thing. I know, yeah. I know it sounds incredibly. <laughs> It, it, oh. it, it's funny when you, when you say it in a different way. When you say, I drive my BMW every day. Uh, right. Because I don't want people to know yeah. that I have a McLaren. Not, not right. like it's you know, the craziest BMW. Right. No, I know. I, yeah, if you, it's a two series Grand Coupe, so it's like you know on the the less expensive side of BMWs price, uh, you know, bracket. But my uh, wife, it's just funny when you word it that way. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so just how but, it works. That is pretty wild. Your your garage is two BMWs. You have an M two thirty five i Grand Coupe, which is quick. That's a quick car. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, I mean, it's. I drove one not too long ago. I was pretty shocked at how it's fast. Definitely it was. Not, it's definitely not slow. No, right, definitely. right. And I mean, it's a tiny little car with a four cylinder, but it's quick. You know? And um, <laughs> uh, you also have an X five M with five hundred and what is that one? Five hundred and like sixty horsepower. Sixty seven. Yeah. Yeah. So and that thing's a monster. That it's so yeah. fast. And a McLaren. You know yes. that can hit 60 miles per hour in under three seconds, you know, in the right yes. circumstances. So you have a pretty, pretty sweet lineup of cars in your garage right now. Yeah. And I, I think it's only bested by my father. So my mother, so. <laughs> uh, all I know is the, the, the Huracan. That's all I know from. Uh... Oh no, I told you about his uh, E92. Oh, right. Yeah. He's got the, yeah. isn't it a great yellow. color? Yeah. The car yellow. Oh yes. Yes. Yeah, great color. It's a thirteen Dakar yellow, and then oh, my mom has the uh, my mom's got the RS three. Oh right, that's right. You, I'm, I'm an idiot. Yeah. I totally forgot about that. 
was there. Yeah. Oh, RS threes. I love that little thing. Oh yeah, that car is so much. It's so silly because it's wanted, so small. I wanted one of those, but I'm like, you know what? I I literally can't because <laughs> because my mom has one. Yeah, it's it's weird when you buy the same car as your mom. I get it, but I yeah. don't, I yeah. think I might have anyway because the RS three is so cool. It, it is. That's it an is. awesome car for like a, your mom to drive. By the way, drives it in the dynamic only. That's like funny. She, she constant. She is not your typical like. 66 year old lady who's just driving this thing around right that's yeah, really she's funny. Second set of tires already let's put it that way <laughs> now that's awesome not yeah. not just having the cool car because having the cool car a lot of people can have but like burning out a set of tires on an rs3 that has all-wheel drive you know is impressive she has winter tires so ah, oh i like that she's only, had it, she's only had it for two years and she's gone through the summers that that quick <laughs> drives a lot though well, great that's perfect that's what it's for oh, yeah. my mom drives a bmw she drives an e6530 it's probably the most boring bmw i've ever been in in my life I, you know i actually like the design of that car if we're talking about design yeah yeah, yeah. that's that, that's the thing everybody hated the bangled generation of bmws now do we look back on them fondly or no uh i do yes no. i like the e60 m5 a lot a lot. The, the E60 M5, I like. I don't. I, now, maybe this is a typical case of like, you can't like what your parents like, but I don't like the E65 series. And maybe it's because oh. my mom has one. So, like, it just, I'm being a, you know, dumb, rebellious 30 year old. Like the E60, um, I50, uh, stuff like right. that. I, when I used to work for the dealership, took one of those in on trade and that car, and he bought an F10 whatever the okay. new was yeah. um, i50 that was slower but man it didn't handle the yeah no and they, they still drive great there's no doubt yeah. Yeah. i just never liked the design yeah. of it but like the base model like is just a boring like the 530 it's just it it just yeah. bores me you can know. say that with, say that with all of them right yeah but um with in terms of bangle you brought up bangle it's a great point um yeah i think I mean, maybe again, maybe I'm just being that idiot, rebellious, thirty-year-old uh, teenager, not wanting what my parents have. But um, I think every other Bangle design I actually like now. Like even the what was it, E sixty-five seven series? Yep. I think looks really good, especially the facelift one. I think car. Yeah, that's the you're right. You're right. That's the one that I mean got the nickname the Bangle butt, and um, it, it's funny actually. I, I had a conversation with BMW. Um, some BMW executives while in Monterey for Pebble Beach, and they were telling the story about that. And Bangle didn't design that. Really? Yeah, he did not design that. One of the other designers on the team is the one who came up with that. But Bangle was, um, you know, he's the head of design, and he wasn't going to throw any of people under the bus. Um, I'm not going to name any names, but he did <laughs> not want to. He did not want to put you know, any negative attention on any other designer. So he took all of the heat. He just took it, didn't say a word, and but he's not the one who designed it. That's cool. Yeah. There you go. There's okay. some insight. So it gets hit the the negative nickname where's his name, but it you know, it's not there you uh, go. it's not him, not Chris Bangle. But the rest of his cars I think were really good. You know? Either Z four <laughs> was his, right? The uh what generation <laughs> Z four was that? The the only the, the first one, right? Yeah, the first Z4, yeah. Yeah, I think that was his. That looks great. I think it's a great-looking car. So, yeah, Bangle designs are uh, on the uptick, I think. I think people are looking at them 
uh, more fondly now. Maybe he was a visionary. <laughs> or maybe the guy that designed the uh, rear end of that car was a visionary. Right, right. I actually just wrote an article today. Frank Stevenson was on their design team. He helped design the... He, he was like the one who designed the um, the first Gen X5 uh, under huh. Chris Bangle. So like Bangle didn't design like every single. He was he was just the head of design. He was just the head of design. Right, right. He didn't like pen every single BMW and every part of every BMW at the time. He just is the head, so he takes all the blame. Right, or credit, mostly. I mean, blame. He, right, right. I mean, he doesn't get any of the blame for how terrible of a car the E65 actually was because it was like the most unreliable car ever but uh, that's not Bengals fault but uh, alright I've taken up too much of your time on Friday night already I appreciate you coming out and talking or you know sitting here and talking with me about silly things like the 4 Series mm-hmm. and uh, your awesome McLaren so uh, I, I really appreciate it and you know I, I'll say this again um, Scott is from limited slip log so you guys should go read that because they review all sorts of good stuff not just you know not we mainly focus on bmw and premium brands but they you know limited slip log they do everything so if you want to know about any car they've probably got a review of it so go check go check them out there yeah so uh, yeah no thank you for thank you for joining me you got it all right scott have a good night thanks you too all right, I'll just end it there. Uh, for real.